0: A warm welcome to all of our female fans. I'm Steve Zamboni, and this is What the Fanboy After Dark.
1: What is up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome back to another crazy episode of What the Fanboy Podcast. My name is Luke Zilke, and I'm joined here by my friend Chris Acker. What's up? And also joining me back on the show is uh, Tyler Davis. Back on like I never left? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You'll never leave, right? No. Okay, good. Right. No, yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. You're right. Sure. Okay.
2: (laughs) Great start. Great start.
1: And also... After giving us that very, very sexy intro, would like to introduce our special guest. It's Zach Newman. Hey, What's up, Zach?
0: Welcome to the show. Glad you could join us. Yes, thank you for having me. I actually invited myself like, it's, last week. I yeah. was like, Chris, can I be on your Blade Runner episode? And he was like, sure. <laughs> for
3: yes. the record, I downvoted the decision, but I was overruled.
2: Are you guys going to fight now? No. Okay.
0: We're going to be arm
1: wrestling for the What's whole the time. What the Fanboy well, um, this has been an interesting week for uh, the What the Fanboy crew. We've got uh, several announcements. Uh, first is we're officially YouTube stars. Uh, we released a Justice League reaction trailer, and currently we're at 7,820 views. So we keep, like every time I check, it's like 100 more. <laughs> so well, that's kind of strange. Do you think you're going to be a YouTube star?
3: I didn't think I was gonna get more than like two hundred (laughs) views at most. Like when it peaked. This is two hundred. This is
2: episode seventeen, right? I am eighteen. Eighteen. I'm a little confused how our eighteen episodes
0: combined (laughs) don't have as many listens as our one YouTube video. From what I've heard about about podcasts is they almost always just take off right at episode eighteen. Yeah,
1: episode eighteen oh, is the magic number. Yeah, that's good. I've, I've been waiting for that magic number. Rate
2: right and review us on iTunes.
1: <laughs> Woo, five stars. Woo. Um. Also, Tyler, do you want to announce the other thing that kind of happened to us?
3: Yeah, Luke and I actually applied for press credentials for Wizard World Comic Con in Oklahoma City, and we were approved last Friday. Yep. Yeah. So we are officially
1: credentialed media members now. We're credentialed media. We're YouTube sensations and we're podcasters that's three things i never thought i'd ever say about myself in my entire life
2: as the member of the podcast who will not make it to wizard world i'm super jealous but gotta make that money
3: hey you should be as long as you write questions you'll be there in spirit Or help us write questions. You can be there in spirit, too,
0: Zach. Oh, thank you. I don't know know what Wizard World is, to be (laughs) honest. I think you should carry around like a GoPro, like a live stream that Chris can just watch all day when he's at work.
3: I could go Instagram live.
1: (laughs) Uh, Is there any more announcements? I can't remember. Our our Twitter hit
3: 100 followers. Oh. Oh. So it's giveaway selection time.
1: I'm clapping. That's what that noise is. All right. Here we go. Rolling the dice, and the winner is... <laughs> Nick LePke. <laughs> yeah.
3: Nick LePke wins the giveaway. Attaboy Nick, you have done it. Good for you, man.
2: Nick LePke, we will be in
1: contact.
3: I will text you right now.
1: <laughs> wow! Congratulations. That was fun. I hope we can do something like this again. In we'll the definitely future.
3: do another one. Yeah. Maybe. For 500. Or two fifty. Yeah. Double and a half. What we have now. I feel like that's a decent. I mean it took us a while to get to 100, So,
1: <laughs> cool well that was fun um why don't we do uh why don't we go into uh what we've been doing anybody been doing anything fun over the past week i've actually done a lot what have you done well let me tell you <clears throat> i'll keep some of these brief because they're things i've watched already but for instance i watched stranger things again but this time it was with my mom and it was a ton of fun
2: hi julie <laughs>
3: Every time.
1: <laughs> and I think she liked it. She not said a, she did on yeah. Sunday when I asked her. Yeah. Not as much as me because I'm obsessed with it. But uh, also, I started reading the series Why the Last Man. I'm about three quarters or, I don't know, halfway, three quarters, two thirds, a fraction through the first book. And I just want to say it's really good. So, you
3: know anything about it, Chris?
1: I do not. Oh, man. So, the premise is randomly, <laughs> everybody in the world with a Y chromosome. Drops dead,
3: and not just everybody like animals, any, anything that has a Y chromosome. Yeah,
1: except for one dude and his pet monkey. chromosomes work, but it's it's crazy. It's really good. The writing is just stellar, so I recommend that so far. Um, also, I saw American Made in theaters with Tom Cruise. Highly recommend it. It's really good, and that's it. Kind of a busy week. Normally, I only do like one thing.
3: <laughs> also, a week ago today.
1: Oh, yeah, Uh, I did this too.
3: (laughs) Luke and I went to the Redskins versus Chiefs game in Kansas City, and that's why we recorded.
1: Oh. oh,
0: oh, oh. (coughs) I I watched it on TV. Did you see us? I didn't see you guys. Dang it. Someone asked me if one of you two was the person who said the N word at Terrell Pryor (laughs) as he was leaving. No, that was not one of us. I said, I don't think so. Definitely Definitely not. not.
3: (laughs) Terrell Pryor is my homie. Love that guy.
0: I did
2: see a, uh, I think it's called a a gigapixel photo of like a, like a panorama high def photo of the mm-hmm. whole stadium. And uh, I could, uh, I found you guys in it.
1: I tagged myself in that picture.
3: Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah. You can see us in it.
1: Yeah. Well, you can see me better cause you're sitting and I'm standing. Dang it. Send me this. <laughs> I'll, I'll try and find it again. Uh, also because the chiefs pulled out the W.
3: Because Josh Doxson dropped the touchdown.
1: Yep, that's right. Tyler <clears throat> gets to watch The Room as part of our bet. Haha, <laughs> suck it. I'll probably watch it with you just because I kind of want to watch it anyway.
3: Dana, you have to watch as well.
0: <laughs> oh. oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> you should do a commentary. <laughs> While I'm watching it? Yeah, like a live commentary. It'll be like <laughs> Mystery Science
1: Theater 3000. We can go live on YouTube. We could. I would watch that. Yes.
3: You'd probably watch me doze off and fall asleep.
0: <laughs> I'm going to keep you up. What happened to Tyler? Joke's on you. That's what I'm into. <laughs> I'm usually not like this, like even a little. After Dark.
3: Uh, I'm okay with it because that's my sense of humor, so I love it.
2: <laughs> I uh, played Disc Golf. I think it's like the only one of the only not work things I did.
3: I did a lot of things. I just figured I'd mention the game since Luke yeah. didn't.
2: Played a little bit more For the King with uh with my friends in texas and california and like i'm i only played like two hours of video games and it's mostly just a way for me to talk to my friends that are in different states now So
3: that's fair i'm actually can i say
2: something else
3: no i'm reading a (laughs) media tie-in book for the first time Um, what the flash book oh, that i bought okay, oh, okay. Yeah. it's a media tie-in book so it like ties into the tv show yeah. and it's based in that universe and the writers of that book literally understand the flash better than the writers of the show do it's <laughs> d- really sad like if the show was anything like the book i would probably be my favorite show on television
1: wow that's crazy
3: it's pretty awesome
1: how big is a book
3: it's like almost 400 pages
1: oh my gosh too many <laughs> 400 too many
2: and uh we also have our guest, Zach, here with us. Zach is a, hey, I'm still here, uh, amateur filmmaker and uh, aspiring podcaster as well. So, Zach, uh, what have you been up to this week?
0: Um, I mean, I spend most of my time working as well. I went to Hillsborough this weekend, hung out with my friends. We didn't really do anything. Um, <laughs> Sounds eventful. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this question. <laughs> I've started listening to... A few different podcasts recently, and um, sometimes I like to listen to them, like before I go to bed or like as I'm falling asleep. And I listen to one that's called Case File, and it's a true crime. And um, I listened to that one on this particular night, which turned out to be a foolish decision for falling asleep to because it started with the nine one one call for a murder. Oh, <laughs> Except it gosh. wasn't nine one one; it was triple zero because it was in Australia so there's your fun fact of the day so it took me a while to fall asleep and I believe it was that next day that morning I had a dream I was in a production of Godspell and kept messing up my cue, and then I woke up 30 minutes late and I was like to work awesome so that's the most
2: interesting thing from my week uh, speaking of Godspell I don't think I talked about this last week but
0: Zach and
2: I actually went and saw a production of Godspell which might be part of where that dream came from oh, I'm sure it was yeah. uh, my, uh, my younger sister was in a production of godspell and it was fantastic
1: hi andrea (laughs) since you say hi to my mom every time (laughs) i love the rivalry that is
3: slowly building across the table for me i love it
2: so zach i did mention that you were an amateur filmmaker as well um would you be uh, able to tell us a little bit about what that entails
0: i would be able to do that So um, me and some of my friends are a filmmaking group. We're called The Dog in the Woods, and we shot our second feature. or I call it a featurette because it's like 50 minutes long, and we shot that this year. It's called The Running Joke, and it's about politics. We um, made a political satire while it was still funny (laughs) (laughs) before those jokes got old, and um, it premiered in like May, but it has been um under wraps since then but it's coming out online this friday october 13th so if you are listening on or after that date it is available on our youtube channel and if you want to check out anything else that we're doing go to our facebook page which is facebook.com slash the dog in the woods or twitter which is the dog in the wood because they have a character limit
1: (laughs) (laughs) awesome we actually ran into that problem with the one the fanboy twitter deal. we did i have can i say that i've seen it yes i've i've seen his movie and it is it is quite funny what, I would, say. what would you
0: rate it oh uh, you can tell me
1: i'd give it a two out of two please say ten <laughs>
3: <laughs> he
0: hit you with the one two scale
1: i didn't know that was a thing that's only my thing was it was good thing? i really liked it it was funny um, I don't know.
0: Luke recommends it, so you should watch it. Yeah, too. you should
1: watch it. It's it's. I was actually really surprised with how hard I was laughing. So, I Check I watched the
3: teaser for it today, at work, and I was <laughs> there's like no dialogue, but I laughed pretty pretty hysterically by myself. I hope nobody heard me <laughs> laughing by myself,
0: but it was pretty great. Yeah, that teaser is out right now. If you want to watch it, and also we're also starting our own podcast and. Since we can only come up with one name ever, it's called the Podcast in the Woods. <laughs> <laughs> Could be I a work in it. progress. Oh, that's but got a, that's a good one. That I won't like that. that won't be for a, for probably a good month until the first episode comes out. But if you want to watch for that, you can watch for that on the Facebook page as well. It'll be about movies.
1: I like movies, so I'll probably listen. And Thanks, we <laughs> we will
3: remind you as that gets closer.
1: Yeah. All right um last thing we played the star wars battlefront 2 beta that was available this weekend me and tyler as in we i watched
2: luke play it for like five minutes once (laughs) it looks really cool
1: it was pretty cool i had a good time playing it um it's definitely better than the first one but i was kind of disappointed with just what they released in the beta i was hoping they'd show off a little bit more since they're bragging about how different it is but I had a good time. What'd you, did you like it, Tyler?
3: It was nice not to be on Hoth the entire time, so that was cool. That's very true. The beta for Battlefront 1 was just one map, one game mode. Yeah. So to get bored with three game modes and three maps is... Yeah. You played it quite a bit. Yeah. I only played it for about two hours, um, but I loved it. I was laughing like a child doing the... I, don't, I can't remember what they're called.
1: The but. Starfighter Assault. Yeah, Starfighter Flying Assault in an game X-wing.
3: mode. I didn't care. I just wanted to fly an X-wing and shoot people. And then I got the Millennium Falcon, and that was fun too. But no, I liked it. Um, it's definitely an improvement upon the first one because my biggest issue with the first one was not being able to aim down sights without scoping in on your gun. Yeah. They fixed that, and so and I said, I don't know if you remember this. Last year we weren't podcasting yet, but I was like, if they fix the ADS, I will play it. A whole yeah, lot I more, you and they that. they fixed it. And I wasn't gonna buy it. I was like really on the fence about it, but I'm definitely buying it now.
1: So yeah, I'm probably gonna definitely end up getting <clears> it too. Yeah, I'll have it. I love Star Wars. That's all I
0: really need. <laughs> I, I actually watched A New Hope on Saturday. Was it still good? It what that was actually the most enjoyment I've ever gotten out of that movie. Like there are some <laughs> movies that I'll watch a few times and be like, yeah, it's good, and then. I'll come to a point where I watch it and I'm like this is the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and that was the experience I had like like literally every scene. I was like classic. There
2: there was a time in college where Luke and I watched a new hope every night. Yeah, we would fall asleep <laughs> to that. it. The only reason we stopped is because I accidentally knocked over the Xbox and it and it broke the disc.
1: <laughs> what did we watch after? Did we switch to return of the
2: Jedi? Maybe. I don't even remember. <laughs> did that one break too? I don't know. I got them all digitally now, so
1: it's fine. But That way they'll never be lost. All right. Um, I guess before we go into our Blade Runner review, since it's so spoilery, we're going to go into Twitter with Tyler right now. Sorry, we're taking a selfie. Uh, we're going to Twitter with Tyler right now, I guess. There's a question.
3: We have one question from Josh Taylor at jtizall 12 What up, Josh? Um, He kind of reiterated his question. To me in a text message, so take this question with a grain of salt. I'll explain it when it's done. Okay. What do you What do you think will happen if Justice League bombs? Will they stay the course or drop off future productions? He texted me after that and was like, "I didn't mean like drop all productions completely, but kind of reshape what they're doing." My answer to that is they already are reshaping what they were originally doing. They announced that what last week. Yeah. How they're gonna change the way the movies will be made, but I mean they already have so many movies in production. I don't think they'll drop them. se but I also think Justice League has a very small chance of bombing yeah so
2: I think that the way that Warner Brothers was making their movies changed the minute Wonder Woman came out and became popular I think that that was the major shift in what was going to affect the way that DC movies were made
1: yeah I agree and what does he mean by bomb
3: I think he meant critically not well received.
1: Then no, they won't stop. Yeah, because when something is critically panned, they can still fix it after that, right? Because what it really comes down to is money. If it makes seventy million dollars opening weekend and then has a fifty percent drop after that, then they're gonna they're gonna probably stop for a while. But that's not gonna happen. Our crappy brand new YouTube channel has <laughs> eight thousand views on one video.
3: About this movie.
1: Yeah, about this movie. And that's in almost just over twenty four hours. And there's a lot more than eight thousand people that are obsessed with DC, superheroes, Justice League, and stuff like yeah, that. Like, so I don't
3: think it'll bomb. If, I don't
1: think if, it's possible. <laughs> if it's if it comes down to critics, they'll keep trying to reshape what they're doing with that, but if it's financial, I can see something happening.
3: Yeah. I think they'll cut a lot of those future movies they've announced if, if it bombs. So yeah. yes and no.
1: Yeah. Sure. Zach?
3: <laughs> you were ready what, for this one, right?
0: <laughs> superhero movies are not like an area that I'm an expert in, but it almost seems like that genre, not even like company-wise, like Marvel or DC or anybody, but that genre right now, is too big to fail. Like, Yeah, I absolutely agree. They're so popular right now. Yeah. Like, the way that Westerns were popular in the 60s. Absolutely. And, um, especially after the success of Wonder Woman and, you know, all the other superhero movies that have been so successful, it's not just going to drop off like that.
1: Yeah, and, like, Suicide Squad, which we can probably agree has been one of the worst. Yeah. Um, Oh, one's that's... most recently still made seven hundred and forty five million dollars worldwide.
2: Right. I would yeah, I would agree with that. I do I do think that we're in the middle of a shift in superhero movies, as evidenced by Wonder Woman and Logan. And I I, for one, am excited. I think that those two movies were awesome and I think that they should be setting the tone for future movies.
1: Yeah, they're they're not just superhero movies anymore. They have to elevate it to like Logan was pretty much a neo-western they have to go more into subgenres now which I think is really good for the genre so.
0: I watched a video one time like a video essay and I wish I could remember what channel it was on but it was about like the evolution of genres and how after something's been really popular for a time then there are stages that it goes through um, and one of them is when it begins to self-critique that's that's not, like, the best way to phrase it. I don't remember what the t- the term was. So, but Deadpool? Deadpool, exactly. Yeah. And um, one of the other phases was when the movies begin to subvert the genre. So, like, Logan. Um, the example he gave, he was talking about how that happened with detective movies. And if, you get, if you've seen Chinatown, that's what happened with that genre. That's what's happening with the superhero genre right now. This is why we uh, invite Zach onto our podcasts.
1: He drops those knowledge bombs on our dome pieces. Have any of you seen Chinatown? Nope. It's excellent. Who directed and who stars in it?
0: Roman Polanski directed it and it stars Jack Nicholson and Faye Dunaway.
2: Is it on our list? I don't think so. All right. Uh, for those for those of you that don't know, I think Luke and I have mentioned our movie club before on the podcast. The third founding member of M- movie club is the one and only Zach Newman.
0: Yeah. Woo-hoo. am I like already a hero to this audience and I don't even know it no we have literally YouTube never YouTube mentioned your name alright um, yeah is there Chinatown any last movie that Roman Polanski directed before he fled the United States fun fact
1: is there any more Twitter Tyler
3: no there's not just the one question for you which I will ask it when it's right
1: okay so let's go into Blade Runner um, I just want to preface this with, we're going to do non-spoilers, but this movie is really hard to talk about without spoiling it. One One second into the movie and they just drop a bomb on you yeah. just in the pretext.
2: Our non-spoiler section is probably going to be very
1: short. Yeah.
3: But we will try to keep it well, as long as possible.
1: Yeah, without spoiling anything.
3: We can definitely do... A good amount of stuff without spoiling yeah. right away.
2: So, first off, I mean, just, what did you guys think? Yes, like, go see it. Uh, wait for it to be streamable. Go see it in theaters. Go see it in theaters ten times. Go,
3: go see it in theaters.
1: Go see this in IMAX. In IMAX, yeah. Oh, it's, my gosh. It's
0: not only a really visually beautiful movie, but one that doesn't look like any other movie that's out right now and like or the, even recently yeah and like the original blade runner looks different than in any other movie i've ever seen and this one even looks different than the original blade runner
1: yeah and like i'd say even just for the imax sound too yeah my seat was shaking sometimes it was pretty loud and it was awesome <laughs> where do you think you should watch it on the ipad while you're pooping
2: i'd say I can definitely see the benefits of watching it in IMAX. I did you three all see it together? Yeah. On Saturday. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was out of town on Saturday, so I saw it uh, today, Monday, all by myself with no friends, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't see it in IMAX. And uh, but I could one hundred percent see the value in seeing it in IMAX because it, it is like Zach was saying, it's a very visually unique movie that would benefit from IMAX.
0: I don't think it was shot on IMAX cameras, was it? Oh, uh, I have no idea. I don't think so. I don't believe so. So, it, I don't think it's as big of a deal as if, like, you had seen Interstellar in inter- a yeah, normal like, theater versus like, IMAX. Or, or Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Yeah. yeah.
2: Dunkirk. If you didn't see Dunkirk in IMAX, you'll never experience the movie I saw it. the way it was meant to be I saw it in
0: IMAX projected on film.
1: I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> you say... Whoa.
0: Even the previews <laughs> were on film.
1: Can you notice a difference between digital and film? Definitely. Okay, because I can't. I mean...
2: Right. Luke, are you talking about the difference in projection or in what it's shot on?
1: What it's shot on?
0: Yes. All right. I mean, if I were to watch two movies and didn't know, then maybe not. But... I watched Dunkirk projected on film and projected digitally and even projected digitally. I could
1: tell that this was shot on film.
3: That's pretty awesome.
1: I I just never even think about it. I just, I'm just like, oh, movie time! Yeah, let's <laughs> go! Press play! So even though I said that
2: I can see the merits of watching this movie on IMAX, if you're going to see it, see it in IMAX. That being said, my personal opinions on the movie, it was very long and kind of boring.
0: I didn't think it was boring, but I would say that this doesn't seem like a movie with a hugely broad appeal. And part of that's definitely the, the running time.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I didn't know the running time when we got to the theater, I went into this movie as blind as possible. Um, but like kind of the runtime kind of leads to my only real issue with the movie, I guess was the pacing at times for me was it's kind of slow I but.
2: I felt like if you sped the movie up to like 1.5 speed it would have been a better movie
1: I disagree I thought the pacing was kind of refreshing because every movie the last one we saw Kingsman 2 had horrible pacing because it was way too fast and they just did like kind of what we talked about with just moments and they kind of threw everything together and they moved it really quick this movie took it's time which is how life is. Things don't really just snap together one thing right after the other. Like. And plus, I really enjoyed seeing the wide-scope shots of future dystopian L.A. with that crazy awesome soundtrack. So,
0: I agree that I, d- I didn't think there was anything wrong with the pacing. Um, Finger guns. <laughs> I... Have a lot of patience for slow movies, and I also actually really like really long movies if they're good.
1: I'm with you on that. Yeah, Braveheart, Lord of the
0: Rings. I saw Martin Scorsese's Silence, I
1: think it came out this year or last year. I can't remember. It was last year, yeah. And it, it was
3: last year, it was in the Oscars last year,
0: wasn't it?
1: No, no, it wasn't nominated. People I read, the, ever never mind. Yeah, it was last Anyway, year. I think
0: that one was almost like about as long or longer. And those, these two are the longest movies I've ever seen in a theater and I really liked it. Um, I didn't feel like it was long because there was anything that was like really unnecessary or that the, yeah. the director was just like self-absorbed and showing off. Some people accuse long movies of that. Yeah. I didn't feel
1: that at all. Like the Transformers movies. Three hours long of... wah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: yeah the Transformers movies are like an hour and forty five minutes too long.
0: They're two and a half hours too long. They shouldn't be made. One frustration <laughs> that I did have with with twenty forty nine was not the runtime, but that I didn't feel like they did enough within that runtime. So the original Blade Runner is like very thematically dense. Um I was reading about it after we we watched it last week. And if you go to the Wikipedia article and there's, like, the different, like, subheadings and there's themes... It just says themes. And then there's a link to main article, themes of Blade Runner. And I was like, that's how you know that this is a movie that, like, has some meat on it. And I felt like... I felt like 2049 was a lot more sort of thematically sparse. Like... um. Uh, the theme like uh joy his holographic woman like she wants to be human and like what are the implications of that that was obviously playing into the themes of the movie but i also felt like that only kind of came up in one scene so stuff like that i feel like they could have done more in the time that they had i
2: i felt like it also lacked some subtlety like i felt like there wasn't a lot of themes, and the themes that they had were like, hey, this is the theme. Hey, hey, we're we're talking about what it means to be human. Hey, just so you guys know, we're talking about what it means to be human. I don't think think that's a spoiler.
0: It's too vague to be a spoiler. Okay.
3: Yeah, my only only bone was the pacing at times, and that's just for me, personally. I mean, I could see why other people love it. Like, if you're a fan of long movies, like you said, this movie's probably right up your alley. Um, i am a fan of long wide panning shots too so i loved those i was just like man this is great kind of reminded me well it didn't remind me of but the revenant has a lot of that too i was gonna bring that up too and that's also
1: a very slow movie it is and i love the revenant yeah
3: and i have no problem with the pacing of that movie Mm -hmm. but and, and it could be the themes thing for me or that there's not a whole lot in it like you said with the kind of pacing that it has but i mean either way it's still a good movie for me i'm debating whether i'm gonna see it again or not and i'm leaning towards going to see it again
0: i'm probably gonna see it again also and i think i'll like it better the second time
3: i think i will too because now i know what kind of movie i'm going to see because i had no idea
2: are you guys gonna
0: go see it together
3: possibly i mean after dark after Ooh. dark not tonight because i have to work tomorrow it'd <laughs> no, be super
0: late um one of the big differences that i noticed between this and the original was, um, I have such a hard time talking about these two because they're both called Blade Runner. So, like, how are we going to differentiate? Blade Runner and then 2049. Just 2049. So, when we say Blade Runner, that's the 1982 movie. Also,
2: um, whenever we're talking about the 1982 movie, is it assumed we're talking about the final cut?
0: Yes,
3: because that's the one we watched. Perfect timing for me to ask my question. I actually had someone text me with a question for Luke today about the original Blade Runner. Awesome, um, and he specifically told me to ask Luke. So Luke, you're
1: special. <laughs> well, my mom tells me that every day.
3: And I think you answered this. You've already answered this question just by what you said. But his question was, if he could, if you could recommend one version of the original Blade Runner to watch before the new one, which would it be?
1: The final cut.
3: Yeah, and so.
1: The theatrical cut is not good. Let's I've just, let's I've just only
0: see seen the final cut. The,
1: the theatrical. <clears throat> ah. The theatrical cut is um, Was ruined by studio That's really the only way you can put it. it Has the worst narration Through the entire movie And just don't even bother with it
3: Okay Well Eric there's if you're listening answer. There's your answer yeah. The final cut the
1: final cut We're, There
0: are five other cuts Besides those two
1: It's the most recent one And it came out in 2002
0: Holy cow Generally whichever one has The director's explicit stamp of approval Is the one you should watch
2: but for blade runner it's not the director's cut it's the final cut those are two different it's
0: ones. called the final cut but that's the one that ridley scott yeah. says you should watch yeah but just like don't go out and try and find the director's
2: cut cuz that's a right. different cut that's they're different right sorry
1: yeah, yeah
0: ridley scott ridley scott has
2: said that final cut is the one to watch
1: it is good it's good
0: so anyway what i was saying earlier was <laughs> one of the big differences that i noticed between blade runner and 2049 was um, in Blade Runner the feel of the movie is very claustrophobic like the streets are very crowded it's very dark there's a lot of smog there's those flashing lights everywhere and in 2049 it's very agricultural um, it's you it, there's hardly any scenes in the streets but when there are there aren't a lot of people there and it just had this overall just sort of austere sort of spartan look to it sort of minimal um as opposed to like every frame in blade runner looks busy and every frame in 2049 looks sort of very clean like if you watch stanley kubrick's movies he will kind of have his subject against a background that's all the same color and i noticed that a lot in this as well
1: i'll say that uh ridley scott came out and said the reason the lights and the fog and everything and all the people are why it's there is to hide the budget. They're standing in front of things to, like, in front of, like, lifts and the lights are shining through so you can't see what's over here or anything like that because the budget was really small whereas 2049 had a budget of $175 million. Did
0: it cost less to hire extras than to just, like, build a fake wall in front of that stuff?
1: No, like, the lights... Where like like when it's showing like a flying car or something, like they'll have the lights and the fans are going so you can't see things that shouldn't be in the movie instead of like just digitally removing it or something like that.
0: Well, it looks amazing in my opinion. I agree. <laughs> so that's a win win.
2: Yeah, I agree. I loved it. And I mean that's that's just a case of using practical effects to overcome a challenge and in most movies where they utilize any practical effect type trick it in my opinion it looks way better than a lot of the cg stuff
1: i will also say it's 30 years after the original so times may have changed the blackout happened that's part of the pre-story thing i don't know if you guys watched that stuff but uh
0: i watched one of them they talked about it in a little
1: yeah, yeah in I, I
2: i they, they explained it i picked it up in the movie without watching yeah. the, the earlier stuff
3: what did you guys think of the cast?
0: Crazy awesome. I love Ryan
1: Gosling and he, what he's done the last few years.
3: He was awesome. Yeah. And I was really impressed with him.
1: I do have to say, though, I think the two best people in this movie were the girl who played Joy and the girl who played Love. I thought they were incredible. Just because, well, I, never mind. <laughs> I can't get into it because it's spoilable. Right. So.
0: What did you think of Jared Leto?
1: Um, whatever. not important
2: I think he was the weakest uh as far as actors go in this movie
3: he had like two scenes too so it wasn't
2: yeah Yeah. he wasn't super important I'd say like I like I feel like I don't necessarily know what I think of this movie yet I also just saw it today I know Tyler you felt similarly when you had initially seen it
3: yeah well like right when it ended I was like eh it was fine I guess
2: (laughs) that that being said I will say that it looked beautiful and I thought that the acting was great. like On like all technical aspects, I felt like this movie knocked it out of the park.
1: Uh, something else I really loved about this movie was, uh, I don't want to get into it too much because there are story points with it, but they, they built up the world a lot more in this movie than they did in the original Blade Runner. Whereas it was just L.A. and some hints. This one kind of went into it a little more, I felt like, and I really appreciated that.
0: Was it? Wasn't it shot in Hungary? I think. I think that's what I read. I, I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna trust you on this one, Zach,
2: because I don't know.
0: Okay, everyone. It was shot in Hungary. <laughs> it's official. I can confirm, unofficially. <laughs> if Denis Villeneuve says differently, don't listen. He's wrong.
1: He is wrong. He was lost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does anybody else have any more non-spoilery things they can talk about? We can rate it. Oh, true. Okay. Well, what would you give it, Tyler?
3: Out of 10? Seven. Okay. For me. Yep.
1: What would, what would you give it, Zach? Thank or, you for asking. I didn't know you I go, supposed to talk.
0: Or do you want to go last? <laughs> no, I can go. Um, I was actually thinking about this earlier because I have a hard time giving it a rating because I'm very sure that I'll enjoy it more the second time I watch it.
1: I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah,
0: so I'm also going to give it a 7, but I think if I watch it again, I might give it an 8.
3: And see, right when it ended, I probably would have given it like a 5. Yeah. Because I was expecting a totally different movie, but the further I distance it from what I thought it was going to be, like, the more I like it.
2: I definitely think that I need to rewatch this movie. I don't know if I'll watch it in theaters again or not, but I watched it. I, I saw it at a 1230 matinee. Uh, and I just don't think that I was necessarily that was necessarily the best time to go in and see a three hour movie. So I don't think that I was necessarily in the proper mindset to really appreciate this movie. So right now I I think that I'm I'm giving it like a six. Like I think it's Is that a D? I guess yeah, if I'm doing school scale that is a D, but it's okay. above average. Like a high D. Like sixty eight. Um but at the same time i can see so much merit in it like it was so well done in so many ways i just left it feeling like i like it was just a very long movie so i i, I do think that i need to watch it again in like a more movie going mindset and i think that i would i would be able to very, very much enjoy
1: it i think it's funny you say you saw it at twelve thirty. 30 <laughs> you did like that because we saw it at eleven thirty <laughs> in the morning <laughs> um and i didn't eat lunch before it well i oh. was busy that day. it's true we saw it on a saturday we weren't that busy um i'd give it nate an and i think my rating would go up as well if i saw it again yeah i loved it
3: floating it into the nine and ten territory no not ten okay uh
1: i ten. don't just hand out tens to nobody <laughs> those are precious
0: Tyler you're talking about the next time you see it you'll probably go in with a different mindset absolutely Um, I was talking to Luke about this as we were leaving the theater but one of the things that makes sequels like this really hard to watch is that if it's not like the original you won't like that and if it's too much like the original you won't like that either and so next time I go and see it I'm gonna try really hard to just like sort of take it on its own terms Mm -hmm. and not be like well, this isn't as good as Blade Runner because, especially that example, it's like, of course, it's not going to hold up to the original when you're doing a sequel of what's considered
1: one of the greatest movies of all time. I think this is better than the original Blade Runner. I just want to put that out there. I th-
0: you're probably, I would guess, in the minority.
1: Oh, on that, I'm pretty sure I am. Yeah, I just, I liked, I, I enjoyed it more. I mean, I
0: did see that some people like critics have called it one of the best sequels of all time yeah I don't know if I agree with that but I would Back to
1: the Future 2 Transformers 2
0: Lion King 2 do you have a 2? Tyler. you guys took all the good ones
3: (laughs) (laughs) one of the worst (laughs) sequels of all time
0: (laughs) Thor 2
1: we're so good guys
0: all right. Do you want to keep going around the table naming just random sequels?
1: No, not really. Because <laughs> I could go all day. Alright, so let's go into spoilers. So I guess stop here. If you want to check it out, I think I would highly recommend it.
0: Take a three hour break.
3: <laughs> I'd recommend it.
2: I don't know. <laughs>
0: At least you're honest yeah. though. I like, mean, I,
2: I think that I need to see it again. I think that so much of it has so much merit that I'm sure it's a good movie. I just didn't, I wasn't feeling it. You know what I think the problem is?
3: I wasn't there to hold your hand this time. Yeah.
2: And everyone knows I fall asleep during movies.
0: Going to a movie theater by myself is not a good choice for me. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a fan of the original, definitely go see it. But I mean, like I said earlier, I, I really don't think it's a movie with like a hugely broad appeal.
2: Like if you are, if you're, Like a sci-fi fan, and I don't mean like, you love all like the huge major blockbuster sci-fi's because everyone likes those. I mean, like if you are a sci-fi fan, see it. Like it's a it's a good Uh, sci-fi. Yeah, if you like the original, see it. Um, If you are like someone who just gets like way into philosophy, go see it. Like, I think I definitely think that they're. It is it is a it is a good movie, and as someone who
0: wasn't super
2: into it when I saw it, I can still say it is a good movie.
0: And if you're into following up and coming directors, Oh yeah. Denis Villeneuve, he's got a
1: bright future. He's, he's killing it, man. He's, he's a beast.
3: Dune. Both movies I've seen from him. I've liked,
1: Oh, this is, this
2: is the guy who's doing Dune. Yeah. This guy who's doing Dune.
3: Does it make you feel a little better? Risky.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, no one has done Dune well. And it's my favorite book.
1: So, I mean, obviously I'm going to see it. Okay, actual spoilers now. Let's spoil crap, guys. Spoil something for me. Somebody spoil something for me.
2: I I appreciate that they jump in telling us that the main character is a replicant from the get-go.
1: I really did, too. It's like, because this whole thing with Harrison Ford of the is-he, isn't-he, and we still don't know. Good. Yeah, I I actually like that, too. I think it helps the story. I think it makes it better.
0: I thought when I saw the trailer for it that they gave it away, yeah. whether Harrison Ford was, and I was really upset about it, and then I saw the movie, and I was like, oh. Yeah, it's so like, really That ambiguous. line meant something different. So. Yeah. Which line? When he said they were hunting us. Oh. I thought he meant they were hunting oh. we replicants as a group. Yeah. And no. not him and Rachel.
2: Gotcha. And no, their they kid. Were, they were hunting the creation of the abomination.
1: Yeah, um, let's get into that. What did you guys think about the whole Replicant, sir? I'm having kids now. The first Replicant kid was born. What did you guys think about that? Did you guys think it worked? Think it was kind of too weird? That it was stupid? That it was great?
0: I think it was a good way to bring a fresh take on the questions brought up in the first movie. Because they cover those questions pretty well in Blade Runner. But it's like as replicants get closer and closer and closer to just being humans, at what point do they become humans? And that's like one of the biggest leaps toward sort of normal human behavior that they could have taken. So I liked that.
2: Yeah, I, w- I would agree. I think that it was it was the logical next step in the questions posed in the original movie. So...
3: I haven't seen the original.
1: You should, you should check it out.
3: I have it from you. Yeah. But my question would be, I mean, that just raises more questions for me. Because, I mean, the replicants are being created, correct? Yeah. So, is the creator making that a function?
1: So, what I think is that, and I, I think that some internet people will agree with me, is that the kind of the purpose of Rachel... I, I think that Deckard is a replicant. That's how I interpret him. So I think that he and Rachel are the Nexus 7. They're the only ones or at that time in the first Blade Runner. And that was the first ones that didn't just die right away after four years. And so they're the ones that can have kids. And the first ones to do it. That's why um, the girl and then also Harrison Ford were being hunted. Because they're the key for... Wallace, Jared Leto to make the perfect robot or whatever. I don't know. I felt he, like, can we call them robots? <laughs> <laughs> eh, I mean.
3: <laughs> Ryan Gosling was pretty robotic at the beginning. Like the way his character talked and conversated yeah. was kind of robotic. And then I think after finding Harrison Ford, he like went out the window. Like, He's full-blown human.
2: But the word robot implies yeah. like mechanical. Yeah. <laughs> they
0: are like biological beings yeah they
2: are they are made out of the same thing as humans they're flesh and bone and muscle they're not
3: (laughs) I was gonna say sperm
0: (laughs) apparently yeah Um, another thing that I appreciated about the whole um, procreating aspect was like in the original in in Blade Runner all the replicants have been banned and then it's like oh but here's this one and it's like, why is she there? Why did Terrell make her? And that's why. Because that, like that was his next step. Because it kind of, when she shows up in Blade Runner, it kind of doesn't make, not that it doesn't make sense, it's just not really explained why there's just this other replicant there. Yeah, there's there. just another random She's replicant. She's just there.
2: Was that first replicant that he killed?
1: At the very beginning? Yeah,
2: was that, uh, uh, what's his name? Drax? Drax yeah. the Destroyer. Yeah, who's the actor? Dave, Dave Bautista. Bautista. Yeah, Bautista, that's it. Yeah. I thought that he acted better in this than he did in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I thought he did actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I was impressed.
1: I, I liked him.
3: I almost didn't even recognize him. <laughs> yeah. Because he looked a lot older than I'm used to seeing him.
1: Uh, what did you guys think about, or how did you interpret all the like twists and stuff with k being his son but no he's not actually his son it's this girl what do you guys think about like that did you guys like see it coming or are you guys like oh my god? i think
3: mean, well zach and i kind of said the same thing like
0: are they really gonna go this route
3: like ha- it, when it, it was seemed, going on
0: it seemed obvious
3: like with, with k
0: yeah when it was like when he realizes that he's deckard's son i was like I kinda of saw this coming a million miles away. So I was I was really glad when he actually wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I think that she had twins, a boy and a girl. And K is the boy. And K is the boy. Oh. It's not just like a lost boy. Just a an unfinished tangent. Yeah. No. <laughs> He's just walking around. But no,
2: no yeah, I think I think Kay is his uh his his son.
1: See, I thought that too. I thought that's actually the road they were gonna go, but I feel like Harrison Ford would have been like We had twins And I feel like he would have told him that Because they kind of trusted each other at the end So what I kind of think is that They just When they're making all these replicants They Had him made And they hid The same DNA In him So that instead of If like somebody comes They find the horse or whatever Like he finds that Little wooden horse Everybody would be chasing him and not her.
0: Is his DNA the same DNA?
1: I don't think so. I think it's just
0: But like, is there is there any like evidence that anyone
1: would think that? When he's at the um uh he's at the uh, I don't know what it's called, he's like looking up the when DNA he, and yeah. Joy's like inside of him peeking too, he's like, These two have the same DNA. She died. That was him. That was like his
0: DNA he was looking at? I
1: think so. Okay. So, yeah, cuz
0: that made sense when you think that he's Deckard's son. Yeah, cuz you're like, "Oh,
1: there's twins and the girl died." But no, I think he's just I think he's just a decoy so that they chase him instead of her. See,
2: I thought that what all of that meant was like replicants don't have DNA was what I was understanding from that and that they needed to just copy someone's DNA and be like to be like this is his DNA, but it wasn't really? Yeah. But the more I think about it, if replicants are made out of the same material as humans, that they would have DNA.
0: Although, did he. Was he not comparing the DNA from the hair sample from the. Yeah, you're right. The, the box. You're right. When oh, they had the box, was, they, asked for,
2: they asked for
1: DNA confirmation. Oh, so, hand. never
0: mind. Yep. There goes that theory. Yep. Darn
1: it! I think. But he could still be a decoy because he has the memories implanted. Yeah. It's just the DNA thing didn't work, but it's the memories
3: that was my question like the memories implanted in him specifically
1: was it specific or did she kind of just right. do it by accident
3: that that's that was my question you know yeah. did she specifically put it in his programming i guess <laughs> um or or was it just coincidence
0: i thought she just happened to like she put some of some real memories do you think in she everyone does, i was gonna say in everyone and that was just the one that happened to be for him
3: why didn't it click for us that when she starts crying watching the memory that, oh, well,
2: it's, a, that, <laughs> it's a crappy memory. Well,
1: I was getting sad.
2: Yeah. My my initial understanding of that scene was she's locked in this room, doesn't have a lot of human human interaction, um, but she's a very emotional person, and so she, like, seeing any sad memory, she's going to be living that memory instead of just like looking at it on a screen, and so that's that was how I. Orig- like viewed it when I first saw that scene. Now knowing the whole story, it makes even more sense.
1: Right, if it,
2: if it was her memory.
1: As another thing, kind of going back with my theory. Instead of since the DNA thing didn't work out, because I'm a <laughs> debunked, because I'm a doofus. Um, when they're when uh, the for, the rebellion people, the rebellion replicant group, they're all like, we all wish it was us. So I think a lot of other people like uh, Mackenzie Davis's character
3: have those memories, have
1: those memories. And they're like, Oh, why does this happen? So they're, that
3: putting, makes sense. They're
1: putting the memories in people so that,
3: and that makes that conversation relevant yeah. because if you don't think about it that way, that conversation is kind of pointless.
2: Yeah. I, I like the idea that all of the replicants that were in that scene had previously gone through all the exact same things. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ryan
0: Gosling's character. So,
1: um oh my god, I'm dying, guys. After dark. After dark, the shirt's coming off. It's getting hot.
0: Rock and roll.
1: I'm like dying.
0: So, cuz the cuz the discussion is so heated.
1: It's getting hot in here. Blade Runner.
0: I think my favorite part about this podcast,
3: to be 100% honest with you, like this episode is its 100% theory crafting. And yeah. I I love it so much.
1: Just pretty what that movie was. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Like there was a lot of setup for a sequel, I felt like. Was that just me? I don't know. Like, The Rebellion. um, Did Ryan Gosling die or did he not? Harrison Ford and his daughter are still alive.
3: They left open I think Wallace's Wallace. thing. And, and I said that right when it ended. I was like, so what? That's when I asked you, are they making another one? And you were like, I don't know. I think
2: if there are sequels, they will not be the same genre. I think they can make like some action movie sequels it's gonna be the blade
1: runner cinematic universe but i don't
2: think that it's going to be the um i don't know like psychological psychological th- this is a psychological thriller what, what, philosophical a, thriller? thriller noir, yeah, detective noir mystery? yeah it's a noir detective mystery i don't think that any sequels will will follow that genre i think they could make some crazy action movie sequels make of, a
1: war movie of yeah of
2: the replicant uprising or something like that and I, I just i don't want there
0: to be any more sequels no, i i agree i, I agree ruined so here's here's my theory um i don't think that k is deckard's son if he was the movie would have ended like this um deckard would have walked back out outside when he was laying on the steps and it would have had a baseball and two baseball gloves, and he would have handed <laughs> him one and been like, Wanna play some catch Let's sun. play catch, son. <laughs> and then they both would have cried and like hugged, but that didn't happen. So, um, I think that Kay is just a normal. He's just a dude. Replicant. He's, He's just a guy. He's an everyman. And, um, the theme of the movie is about, um, not like, is a replicant a human, but like, um,. What like, is being human? What is being, like, what does it take to be human? Yeah. And so he ends up facing all of those questions about, is he Deckard's son? Was he born and not made? And um, one of the things they talk about is his generation of replicants is they obey all their commands and they can't lie. And he breaks both of those rules. And then in the end, turns out he's just a normal replicant and so even though none of that turned out to be true, he kind of acted as human as he could just by thinking about those questions and
1: acting on them. Yep. I'm glad so you were here for this episode. Yeah, that was like spot on to like what I think.
0: I also
2: think this movie looks a lot into the reliability of memory, which is has been uh, a topic in science recently. And like just the way that we access our memories and how thinking about our own memories can change them and the unreliability of human memory.
3: I played football, so I don't have memory. (laughs) According to research.
2: Concussions. pretty dark.
3: According to research, I'm bound to go off the rails and, you know, do something stupid. But (laughs) I had one concussion my entire life.
2: You'll probably be fine. But
3: I played football, so i'm bound to die at 40 with cte
0: this to be followed up on in several decades <laughs> yeah i don't know what
2: what uh studies you're currently citing
0: but they sound crazy <laughs> look up cte
3: <laughs> you can I, cut I all do this know,
0: i do know what study you're citing
1: actually because i heard about it
3: the cte stuff yeah when we'll they, talk about this off the air yeah. i get
0: really upset we'll about tell you it. about it chris it's a big deal
1: um I said in the non-spoilers, my favorite characters were Joy and Love. Also, a lot of symbolism there with those uh, names. But also, I just... The character of Joy, I thought, was really cool. Because, like, it showed that just with the symbolism of that name, Kay wanted to find Joy in something, but he couldn't touch it, and he couldn't do anything with it. To do that, he had to go get another replicant in a really weird sex scene. But, like, I, I just thought that was really cool. And then, like, it also kind of explored, like, his... Um, what am I trying to say here? He's, like, building this relationship with this hologram AI. And it's learning from him. And he's, like, he's falling in love with it. And then I just... It's, like, my favorite part in the movie, which is kind of an awkward scene because it's a giant naked girl. And this is after Joy has died. And it calls him Joe. Joe which is what she called him but it's not joy. Joy. It's just the program and I think he can kind of realizes what is it to be human. Yeah. and stuff like that and he like looks at his gun and then he decides to go save Deckard. I was just, I just was really emotionally impacted by that son uh, by that scene and also uh, he was crying in the rain. So, tears in the rain.
0: <laughs> I felt like that like her how her character like interacted with him like that also played into that theme of like what it means to be human. And like, what does it mean to have a real human relationship? Like, does it have to involve physicality? Not just in the sense of like sex, but like, does someone have to physically exist? Yeah. And she doesn't. And so I felt like both of them are struggling with, we want to be like real people and how can we be? And in the end he pretty much is. And she's not because she's not physical and she's mass produced you see the advertisements for her everywhere and there are a million just exact copies of her Yeah, and whoever buys her can, cause it's whatever you want to see, whatever you want to hear and it's just customizable. And so I think it's questionable whether she even has free will.
1: Yeah. And like right before she, right before she dies, she's like, I love you. Does she, or, or does is that she just, just the edit? program? Yeah. Cause that's what he wants to hear. It's like,
0: and then something else that I was thinking about afterwards was when after he buys the emulator so she can go outside and it's raining and she's like holding out her hands and like looking at the rain and like some of the rain, like actually bounces off her hands. And that I felt like was like getting that emulator was her one step towards being more human the yeah. Like the only step that she really could take. And then at the very end, exact same thing happens when Kay is lying on the steps and it's snowing and he holds out his hand and catches the snowflakes on his hand and that's gonna say that like that's symbolic to me of like that's his step of becoming more human as well
1: also when he's on the steps it's playing the exact same song from the original blade runner when uh batty is given his tears in the rain speech just so you know that's when i was going a little nuts in the brain i was getting a little emotional uh does anybody have anything else or does that kind of sum
0: everything up well you you speak of Batty in the original and that i had one other thought about that because in blade runner it seems like their big thought on what does it mean to be human is to be human is to have empathy and that's like why they have the test is it's a test of empathy Mm -hmm. and then in the end um baddie subverts that whole thing by saying i'm not gonna kill you you're going to watch me die and i'm gonna create that empathy in you Mm -hmm. and i felt like um 2049 was also asking what does it mean to be human but it was not about it was not to have empathy but it was you know these other things that we've talked about it was in a different sense yeah i think the ai is something that is talked about
2: in scientific circles nowadays and i think this movie touched on that and uh, like where at what point is um, at what point does something have agency and I think that this that, that was part of the themes of this movie Like, when at what point is something making its own decisions versus following its programming
0: yeah like Kay did have agency and Joy yeah. didn't really
2: yeah like even at one point Joy said like this is what I want but I can't
0: do it when she wanted to be put on the on the emulator. And Kay wasn't really supposed to have agency. Like, that's the way he was built, to just follow orders. Cool. And then in the end, he proves that he does. Yeah, and I think that for this movie, that is part of what makes you human, is that
2: ability to have agency.
1: I have a question about, like, Kay's... He has to follow orders. Is that everybody... Or does that just Robin Wright? Because he's a cop. So, like, wouldn't Love have to obey Robin Wright then? But she doesn't. Well. But then Kay doesn't obey Wallace. But Robin Wright also died.
0: So, they, my thought would be their program to obey their authority. And what that means is specific to each replicant of that generation. Like, to who their authority is. Okay. Like when Kay was programmed, they programmed him to follow the chief of
1: police. That's that's what I thought. I just kind of wanted
2: And then Kay became his
1: own authority. Dun dun dun.
3: Every time I heard K, I thought of Men in Black.
1: Um I I'd, I'd have to say that Men in Black is not as good as a uh, 2049.
3: Well, I'm not comparing <laughs> the movies. More just the <laughs> name of the character. Next week, we're reviewing Men in Black trilogy.
0: Just kidding. I haven't seen the third
1: one. Me neither, because I heard it was terrible. I
2: forgot until this moment that there was a third one.
1: No. I haven't seen any of them. First one's really good. Well, okay. That's what I've heard. The first one's good. <laughs> All right, well, if that's everything, I'll go ahead and close it up. Is that everybody good with Blade Runner? No last things. They just got to get off their chest. I took my shirt off, so I got that off my chest.
0: After dark. <laughs> You guys are welcome for that catchphrase. You can just have that. <laughs> Thank you. You can change the name of the podcast to Just After Dark for all I care.
2: Probably shouldn't do that. let say we'll get some
0: we'll get some uh, different subscribers. Make just make a whole separate one. Okay. And in the in that one, when you have your Blade Runner twenty forty nine discussion, you just only talk about that super weird threesome scene. <laughs> which the visual effects it was technically were amazing yeah the visual effects were really cool (laughs) it was
1: pretty cool and
0: they didn't actually show like actual sex which is the way to do a sex scene
1: yeah I agree I have to say that scene was pretty cool sorry mom
0: I'm also sorry to my mom but I don't think she knows this podcast exists
1: Hi, Zach's mom this podcast exists her name is Shelly hello Shelly beat you (laughs) alright let's go into final thoughts anybody got any final thoughts
3: i do have one okay um we put a twitter poll up about doing a reaction video to the star wars trailer we have decided that we are not going to do one um some of us aren't going to watch it so
1: yeah when the director and the star say not to watch the trailer so you can go in completely fresh i think you should listen to them Granted, it will be out already, and most people would have probably already watched the trailer. And it's it's going to be really hard to not watch that trailer. I'm going to be straight up, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it.
3: I got a pretty pretty good update from it because it just aired. Um,
1: what?
0: Don't watch it. I thought you weren't going to watch it. Resist so. the temptation.
2: Oh, that means tickets are on sale.
1: I'm buying tickets. That's what I'm doing. Got them, guys.
3: Thank you. It's 3D.
1: Yeah. Ugh, yeah. oh so final thought Boo. Blade Runner 2049 was not in 3D and that was awesome IMAX no 3D is the best way to watch a movie
2: agreed yeah that's how we saw Dunkirk like that's that is the way to see a movie
3: IMAX 2D they sponsored this episode
1: that's not a
0: company I, I wish
3: <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's why I can say it
1: uh, where can we uh find all your sweet goody stuff again, Zach? On the Facebook page. It's called the Dog in the Woods, Facebook.com
0: slash the dog in the woods.
1: Can I ask how you thought of that name? Or do you want to I... hear like the full story? I want a um I want oh. the tweet version. So <laughs> the hundred and forty characters.
3: 140, <laughs> character
1: 140 right, so... 280 characters. So it's not gonna be that short. But
0: that's the name of the company and also the name of our first movie. And when we were making that at that time there's a joke that involves a dog that is in some woods and at the time we thought it was just the funniest joke and so we're like okay so throughout this movie we're gonna have people starting the joke and then they get interrupted and they, like, they get farther every time and the movie ends with someone telling the full joke except the punchline, and then the movie just ends or they die or something so you never hear the punchline. <laughs> and we ended up not doing that but we kept the name
1: that's pretty funny That would have been awesome. (laughs) Next time. Next time. Dog in the Woods 2? Is it happening? Can you confirm? I don't do sequels. Oh, okay. Whatever. Can
3: you give us a tease for your next movie?
0: Like the next one that comes out? I mean,
2: Quentin Tarantino doesn't do sequels either, but we still have Kill Bill Volume 1 and Volume 2. That's
0: one movie. That's one movie. (laughs) You're just baiting me now. One movie.
3: You can give us a tease about the one that comes out Friday.
0: The one that comes out Friday is, it's just a satire on the 2016 election, and we just made it an election for school president. And (laughs) (laughs) the main character is my friend Randy, and he just runs a completely fake platform, and all of his policies are just as controversial as possible, just to to see how far he can get people to go.
1: And I will say they're
0: they're pretty great. And also right now, I'm wearing a shirt from the movie. Oh. Do you want me to say the title? Of the movie? Of the shirt. Oh. The Society on the Shirt.
3: <laughs> sure.
0: Please do. It's the Campus Change and Progress, Grassroots Global Justice, Reinforced Action, Vegetarian, and Vegan Organization for a Fair Economy and Equal Rights for Women, Minorities, and Animals. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. That was how, very impressive. How many I times even, have you written that down? Like a thousand. I couldn't even
1: read the shirt that fast. I'm a bad reader. Because it's at an so.
0: angle. If I'd been like this the whole time, my gotta,
1: Lexile is like a ten. So, <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's a ten. It's a ten. Like ten out of ten? Ten out of like two thousand.
0: Oh, I didn't. That's a weird scale. All
2: right. So my uh, my final thought. I uh, received a phone call from a listener. You've made it. And uh, this uh, this listener happened to uh, be my older brother. Hi, David. You haven't made it, uh, but he he <laughs> has suggested. So in our in our last was it our last podcast that we talked about Goldeneye? Uh, two episodes ago. It was ago.
1: like two or three ago, I think.
2: During the episode that we that we were speaking about Goldeneye, I kind of offhandedly mentioned that, um, like Super Smash Brothers, Mario Kart. And Legend of Zelda were probably the most influential Nintendo 64 games. My brother has made the claim that the Nintendo 64 is the best console.
1: Ooh, that's a bold claim. I dig it.
2: And he would like us to do a uh, an episode where we touch on our top three Nintendo 64
1: games. I can dig that. I'm, in, I'm all in for that. Let's do it.
2: So what I need from you, listeners... Our, our fanboys out there and fangirls out there is tweet at us your top three Nintendo 64 games at what the fanboy.
1: Woo-hoo, yeah. Twitter at what the fanboy. Um, my Twitter is the boy wonder, uh, T H E underscore B O Y underscore W U N D A.
3: My Twitter handle is at Tyler underscore 19 underscore Davis.
0: My Twitter handle is Zachary Newman. In a U M A N N, everyone spells it wrong. The traditional Mennonite spelling. I really hope that that's your Twitter handle. That, oh, whole, that thing. whole thing. <laughs> I got in before the character limit was imposed.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Go watch our Justice League reactions. Sorry, not doing a Star Wars trailer reaction.
3: And go check out Zach's pages yeah. that he has Let's mentioned, do. and we will link them in the notes below.
0: I'll make a new one by the time this comes out called Steve <laughs> Zamboni After Dark. <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening, guys. See ya.
0: Bye. Bye. Peace out. <laughs> we'll see you next time on Steve Zamboni.
1: After Dark.
0: after <finds> like,